Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy, Ramiz, and I'm here joined with Kenny. Of course, Kenny was dealing with some Thanksgiving duties and responsibilities, so he was missed because, man, I was talking for a half an hour, Kenny, so I did miss you for sure. Uh, we're dealing with the 16th slate. Of course, no in-season tournament. Me and Kenny were just talking about that pre-podcast, and uh, it's a bit weird because, you know, we were doing, like, double-digit games, bro. But Kenny, tell me. Tell me, how you feeling about this slate? Oh, man. You, you know, I, I am hurt that there is no in-season tournament. I was, like, one of the biggest supporters of it. But, you know, with the games that we do have on a Friday, especially for a small slate, I feel like we got a couple couple, couple nice ones in there. A couple I'm definitely going to fade, and then two I have no idea about. So it's a pretty good mitts on this slate. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I, I I feel like we're we're gonna do it by positions because I feel like that's the the method that's kind of been working. I think uh, even uh, hot when I was doing with hottest, he's like let's keep on doing positions. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll start off with the uh, point guard. And of course, actually, wait, before we get into it, let me just mention any injuries that uh we should watch out for. Uh, and starting off with the sorry, one second. Uh. So, of course, Joel Embiid, questionable. He did not play in that Wednesday game against the Pelicans. Uh, but it looks like it was an illness, so he might be back for the game against the Celtics, which would be lovely because that would be some great entertainment on that Friday night. Uh, Devin Booker, questionable, of course. Uh, I believe it's the ankle issue he dealt with against Toronto. Paolo Bancaro is questionable. Porzingis is out. So I think there's probably a player we're going to mention from the Celtics, a couple players. Uh, Jamal Murray, questionable. He did come back, but perhaps they're... Just being precautious in that sense. Uh, in that sense, Aaron Gordon also questionable. Missed last game. Uh, looks like he might be suited up against Phoenix. Uh, other than that, I believe uh, uh, Tamari Jr. questionable. Xavier Tillman is questionable. Perhaps he's going to play this Friday night. Trey Murphy the third, I've heard, is also close to his debut, uh, which is good to hear as well. Uh, but I believe that's all the main injuries besides the usual Bradley Beal and uh, Mark Helfels, Kelly Avery Jr., Marcus Smart, and such. Uh, but let's start off with point guards, man. Who, who are you feeling at that point guard position? As usual, um, as my co-host, I'm going to let you go first. Hey, right, man. Um, when it comes to the point guard position, man, I need to talk about uh, potentially the most improved player of the year right now, man. Tyrese Massey for 9-4. I'm going up on the stand-up on this one, man, especially up against Boston. Look, I know when it comes to spread, I know when it comes to the defensive point guards and guards that Boston have, this might be a bad matchup on paper, but this is also going to be a situation where I could get potentially a 40-point, 50-point night out of Tyrese Massey on 10% ownership on a six-game slate. So I'm actually going to be a little risky. Call that my little GPP spend-up. How you think about that one? I love it. I mean, it's, it's a risky pick, but, man, you need risky and bold picks if you want to win, right? Because you don't always want to go for the obvious, but, man, Tyrus Max is good. Is that the only point guy you're looking at, though? Uh, when it comes to spend-up, yes. Outside of that, I just have cheapies that's actually going to, you know, help me out to – Tailor my spend into a couple letter spins up. Um, for my first cheapie, it's actually going to be somebody who I honestly never liked when he got drafted, but I, okay. I need to give him props. He's actually been doing decent in his spots in New Orleans, and I feel like he's going to be a regular in a rotation even with CJ's back. 
And that's going to be Dyson Daniels. He's priced up at 5'2". Mm-hmm. But they're playing against San Antonio in a game <laughs> that could go out of hand, especially if um, Zion want to go uh, 11 for 12 on field goals and at the line. So I really see this game going out of hands and seeing him get 25 to 30 minutes in this spot. And I really feel like this is somebody who's going to have less than 2% ownership on this slate. Then if we're going to go even cheaper, <sighs> I'm going to go with another blowout pick. This is riskier. This is really risky. So this isn't for the faded heart. If you're doing one lineup only, don't do it. I'm going to go with a former EuroLeague player last year who's been getting about 20 minutes in the rotation when they're playing against a lopsided team who really can't find ways to win. And that's um, Dante Etzum for 3-8. I really do feel like this is going to be a spot where he could get 20 minutes against the Memphis Grizzlies. Look, I'm not trying to throw any shade at Memphis right now. They're going through some hard (laughs) times. But in a high-paced matchup where you can actually see Dante Etzum get at 20 minutes, if I actually do see his prop, at um, 0.5 three-pointer, I, I will play that. That was on Underdog the other day. But um, watch out for him. I really do feel like this is going to be a spot where he can actually give you 10 actual points, a couple stocks, and maybe even a three-pointer that's going to fall. So you're going to be able to get yourself a possible 20-point Dante Yutzum night at 3-8 on the six-game slate. Man, I like it. I like it. I you, I like those blowout picks because you're right. Memphis is, has been pretty abysmal in a, a lot of games, and they are uh, pictured to lose by ten according to Bet three six five, uh, over under on twenty twenty nine. Uh, but I didn't really spend too high. I I mean, you mentioned uh the favorite for most in, uh most improved player. I'm gonna talk about the favorite for six men of the year and Cole Anthony, uh against the Washington Wizards at seven thousand. I know this is an expensive price, but man, he's been hooping on this, what, eight-game winning streak for Orlando, and he's just been coming off the bench and just dropping buckets. I mean, not even dropping buckets. I mean, he's getting five assists, seven assists some game, six to seven rebounds, getting you a block, two steals. I mean, against the Washington, I mean, they just faced them again, which I'm guessing will be another high-scoring game. It's one of the over-unders we have at 237. Of course, Orlando picture to win by 11 points. Uh, but, man, he's just been scoring the ball. And it's not just, like, like you know, like the scoring. I'm, I was watching that game against Boston that they played last time, and man, he's hitting some post fadeaways. He's hitting these floaters. Like he's really comfortable in his zone right now, and I, I don't think it's gonna stop again. I mean, going against who, Jordan Poole and uh, Tyus Jones, I think he's gonna hit that rhythm, especially because they are home too, right? Who, who doesn't love that home cooking? So I think he's gonna have another great game. And a seven thousand, he's one of my favorite point guards to look at, and. Like I said, another thing to mention, like the guy's had around 16 shots in the past three games. So hopefully he gets around that same amount of shots and just does what he does best and score the ball. Uh, on the cheaper side of things, it's funny because you mentioned Dyson Daniels. I'm going for, uh, what's his name? Uh, damn, I forgot. Uh, Jordan Hawkins, 5,000. Uh, I mean, one of the aspects you mentioned is San Antonio being a horrible defensive team. And I was looking up their stats and I think they're top five worst defenses in the league. And I just think Jordan Hawkins... I mean, the guys were going to what? Just take advantage of Brandon Ingram and uh, Zion Williamson just taking in the ball inside the paint and just shooting the ball. I mean, even with CJ McCollum back against uh, Philly, the guy still was able to get 10 shots and eight three-point attempts, got to the line six times. So it seems like, yeah, CJ McCollum has come back, so his usage rate has dropped. 
Uh, but he still have a great chance to have those high-scoring games. And I guess the San Antonio team, where perhaps it might be a blowout quick, I think Jordan Hawkins will get a lot more play time than he's uh, getting right now, which is around 25 minutes. So if it is a blowout, I still think it's going to be a great night for Jordan Hawkins at 5,000. Uh, on to shooting guards. I'm going to take the lead on this one. I'm going for Jalen Brown at 8,200. You know, I, I think, I think, of course, Philly has played uh, the Celtics really well. Uh, but I think without Przingis, someone's going to have to take a step in terms of taking his shots and just being able to score the ball and be a presence. And I think that duties will come to down to Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, of course, did struggle in his past games against Philly uh, in the two games. Uh, where he average, as you know, he he was not he didn't play for one of the games, but the game that he did play, he only had like 11 points. But this is a home game for Boston, and there's one thing that I've noticed with Jalen Brown, he gets around 40 DK fantasy points at home compared to the 34 in away games, which I think is pretty huge to consider. And in his passing uh, past games, where of course where Drew Holiday has tends to struggle, with Derek White has been pretty inconsistent. Uh, Jalen Brown has stepped up. I mean, in his last game against Chicago in a blowout win. At 30 points, 51 DK fantasy points. So I think in this type of game, where it is going to be much more close, I think Jalen Brown will have a similar night at hopefully getting around 50 DK fantasy points. Uh, in the mid-tier section, I liked Eric Gordon at 5,900. Eric Gordon is not a player who I've really gone with this season. Uh, but, I mean, the guy has been taking a lot of shots, you know, and he's been playing a lot of hefty minutes. Of course, Bradley Beal injuries has made him, and I think Grayson Allen, the main steppers to step up in their games. Uh, of course, Grayson Allen was injured, so Eric Gordon was taking the lead. He didn't have the great night against Toronto, but Toronto is a much more defensive-oriented team. And Denver, uh, well, is going to be a tough match, but I think that's where they'll probably bounce back because they were coming off a three-game road stretch with some difficult matchups. And I think Eric Gordon in this type of matchup, as long as he gets the same amount of shots at 5,900, you can expect a props, perhaps a 30-plus DK fantasy night. And at 5,900, I think that'd be pretty beautiful. And then lastly, I went for this guy a lot, uh, on this Wednesday slate. And I'm going to go for him again. And that's Jalen Noel at 3,000 for Memphis. Uh, Memphis has been absolutely trash. A lot of injuries in the guards area. And, well, Jalen Noel, he got 18 minutes against... Uh, who did they play last? I don't know who they played. I don't watch their games. But he had 18 minutes, and he was 0 for 6 from his field goals. So I'm just hoping if this guy can have a solid night, and if you want to go for someone, like you mentioned, a Tyrese Max, Jalen Brown, Jalen Noel at 3,000, as long as he can just get some shots inside the hoop, at 3,000, you'll get you'll get probably like 15 minutes. And if he gets that opportunity, hits a shot, you can expect a solid 15, maybe perhaps 20 DK fantasy point night. Because like you said, it could very well just be a blow where he gets opportunity to play. Okay, man, going straight for Washington's own Jalen Noel, man. Okay, man. Going to make some uh, Washington fans proud, man, bringing up a former Pac-12 player like that. But, man, I need to go. I need to start high, man. I'm, I'm spinning up. I'm going with the full 10-1 on this one, man. I'm going with Devin Booker. If he plays, Ooh. he's actually going to be my favorite. Over Maxi. Probably going to be my favorite spin-up. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to like him over Maxi because I really think his ownership will be a whole lot lower. Mm-hmm. He tweaked the ankle. People saw that. He came back, played it. He's at one of his highest prices of the year. And they're going up against Denver. So I really do feel like people are going to fade it. They also have a late game. And if you've been playing a lot of GPPs, you know, 
sometimes you could get an edge if you actually have players who are questionable in a late game. So if the news don't break and he does play, that's something that's going to help you take down the slate. So that's going to be my favorite spin-up. We know what Devin Booker could do, especially how he's been distributing the ball this year. I want to say he's averaging at least nine assists. Um, we might actually might get him to get to 10 assists by the end of this month coming up. So when we go down, we go a little bit cheaper. I'm going to go with somebody who will get you points in the first half and three-pointers. And that's Devin Vassell for 6'5". New Orleans, San Antonio is going to be an ugly game. It might get out of hand. But if you want somebody who's going to get hot early for you and can get you a quick 15 natural points on three-pointers for 6-5 and the game stay close and becomes competitive, Devin Vassell is somebody who's going to help you stay in the slate and actually win it if this game actually stays competitive. So for since five, I go with Devin Vassell. Then for my cheapie, again, with the cheapie, this is something you need to do with a streams caution. Only play it in one line. I'm actually going to go in the Orlando game. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with Anthony Black. Mm. He's extremely inconsistent with both his play, his shot, <laughs> and his minutes. But, again... This is GPP only. Don't do it in your cash games. For 3-8, in a game against Washington, keyword, in a game against Washington, anything can happen. He can get you five minutes or he can get you 30 minutes. But what I do know is if he's on the floor, he's going to find a way to do something. It could be rebound, assist, not really score, but he's going to find a way to do something. And I really do feel like He's going to be somebody that the team is going to be featured a little bit more throughout the season. So in games, that's the blowout. I feel like he's going to be able to get you a 20, 25-minute spot. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I, I back with someone I went on early on, and you're right, bro. He is inconsistent, but against a team like Washington, perhaps he's going to get a lot of minutes, you know, if it's a blowout early. Maybe we're talking too much trash about Washington. They're still an NBA team, of course. Uh, before we get to small fours, I do want to mention the NBA Fantasy Pass at $6 per month. This is a pass where you get daily streams, you get recaps of the top lines of the night, and you get Discord access to the pros. I mean, this is an amazing package if you want to win some easy money. And if you want, if you're really interested in the NFL and MLB, you can get the All Sport package at $8. And, well, just like the NBA package, you're going to get money from the NBA lines, you're going to get pros, talk to pros from uh, with NFL knowledge and MLB knowledge. Complete package, all sport package at $8. Starting off small forwards, let me take the lead on this one too. Uh, honestly, the small forwards was pretty tough for me. I didn't really like the the options. Uh, Desmond May was interesting at 8700 but I decided to go for someone else around that range in the other areas. Uh, but I, I did spend up a bit on Franz Wagner at 7800 I know I just talked about stop dissing Washington. Uh, but, man, this is not dissing Washington. This is just praising Franz Wagner because Franz Wagner has been an absolute terror in these past games. I mean, not just these past games, just in this whole winning streak. Uh, just playing some amazing, efficient basketball uh, dating to the last two games. I mean, the guy shot over 70% in both games. And, and that was in shooting 14 shots and 15 shots. So I'm hoping he can have a similar performance 
gets we'll see him out of shots and just impact the game like he usually does where he can get you a five assist get you a f- five to six uh, rebounds get you a block or steal and just have an efficient game overall and hopefully get around that 45 dk fantasy points and at 1700 i think in a six game slate he might be one of those guys who kind of gets you a much higher game than anticipated uh and i really really like that pickup uh budget wise i guess budget mid-tier area uh i like i like grayson allen at 5100 uh, he is coming back from injury, and I mentioned Eric Gordon, but I also mentioned Grayson Allen is going to have a huge part as well. Just continuing to start the game and just provide that scoring. Uh, if he can just have a solid game, he only is at 5,100. So I think in this type of game where it's going to be competitive, like you mentioned, uh, I think perhaps he could get a 25 to 30 plus DK fantasy point night. That's exactly what you want from Grayson Allen at 5,100. And that's what I'm hoping too, because I got a, I got some high spenders, so I'm going to need some uh, budget picks to go up. Uh, but what about what about you? Can you talk to me about small forward? Um, you know, surprisingly, I don't have a spin up in this this section. Um, the highest. You back <laughs> Man, I don't know, man. I might be highest spin <laughs> I actually got is going to be six six, and that's actually going to be um Aldama, Santi Aldama for six six, going up against Dallas. I feel like this could be a potential double double spot. Whenever I see Dallas, Charlotte, I'm always thinking like, hey, if you're six ten or close to it, you could probably get yourself ten rebounds. And if you're on Memphis, you're probably gonna be the third option if your name's Santi Aldama. So if he could get you a couple three pointers, ten rebounds, double double spot might actually give you a. I forgot how many assists he has on Boston. He had like eight, nine assists on Boston a couple weeks ago. He won't give you that, but he will get you about one or two assists. I really do feel like for six sets, getting yourself 30, 35 DK points out of him on the six-game slate is not the worst. Um, If you go a little bit cheaper, not too much cheaper, I'm actually going to go back into um, this San Antonio-New Orleans game and actually get um, Herbert Jones who's a little safer than uh, <laughs> uh, Dyson. But I feel like he has more guaranteed minutes, bigger play in the rotation, and he does have stock upside. Um, for five sets in a game that, if it stays competitive, he could get 30, 35 minutes. Even if it turns into a blowout, he still could get you 30, 35 minutes. I feel like it's a safe play that, if you're a cash player, you might want to actually add as, one of your um, go-to picks in your lineup, that small forward. And for my cheapy, um, definitely don't try this at home option, <laughs> I'm actually going to show love to um, Washington. Hey. I, I can't believe I'm – you see? I, it, it, we just had to wait for it. Um, this is more of a minutes play. He's not much of a scorer, but I'm going to go from the rookie for France, um, Kalabi. I can't pronounce his name. Kulabali. Hopefully I pronounce it right. Um, I really do feel like this is going to be a 25, 30-minute spot. Um, again, the production will not come from scoring. He will need to get rebounds, a couple stocks. But if he's able to hit the limited shots he takes, he could get you about 10 points, five rebounds, a couple of stocks for four or five. <sighs> you can't really do too bad with that if you get yourself – 20, 25 drafting points in a four or five spot on the six game slate. That's all I have. That's all I have to small for. 
I like it. I like Koulibaly, man. Koulibaly is a player I'm rooting for uh, because I do want to end up picking up in fantasy, but he's been pretty inconsistent as of now. Uh, but starting off with power forwards, you mentioned Dyson Daniels. I mentioned Jordan Hawkins. You mentioned uh, Herb Jones. I'm going to mention their four. I'm going to mention Zion Williamson as my spend though at 8900 8, I mean, this is a bold play, but you got to go bold, right, if you're trying to win. And, man, he's been on a playing some absolutely amazing games. Uh, just had 57 against Philly. I'm hoping if he's going against Wemby and Zach Collins, Angola, I don't think they're stopping him. So I think he might have a similar performance. The only thing that might stop him if the Pelicans decide to play too good and this ends up being a blowout so he doesn't get that opportunity. But I'm thinking in this case, if it is a close game, I think Zion's going to get that same opportunity. He's going to get those same type of plays. And he's just been bulldozing against everyone. I mean, the guy shot 11 for 12 from field goal and free throws. I mean, he's hitting it from both sides. Yeah, he, he didn't take a three, which is pretty good because you don't want him to shoot threes when he's so dominant inside the paint. Uh, but, man, if Zion can just get things rhythm and going and just take over this game, I think you're going to have another similar type of performance because as great as 1B is, he don't got the body to contain Zion. I'm going I'm to I'm go that bowl. You know, everyone loves Francis rookie, but I'm, I'm taking Zion on uh, having a huge performance on him. Uh to go a bit on the, I ain't got no mid tiers, but I got some nice uh, budget players. I got start, first starting off a Memphis player, so she, you know you got some Memphis love here. We got David Roddy, uh, who has been starting. He started in the game against the Jazz, which is exactly what you wanted. Had around 30 DK fancy points. Do I expect him to have a similar performance? Probably not. But I mean, him starting the game does mean that he might perhaps just get some easy buckets to start off the game, and. He's been continuously getting around 25 to 28 minutes. If he stays around that range, you can still probably expect perhaps 25 to 24 DK fancy nights at the very least. Uh, and at 4700, I think he's a pretty solid price to go for. Uh, and the even budget side, even more cheaper than that pick, I got Nicholas Batum. He is listed uh, uh, questionable, but probably will play. Uh, of course, he had a rough game against the Pelicans and only played 14 minutes, did leave the game early as well. Uh, but previously, when he was playing with Embiid in the starting lineup against the Lakers, against OKC, I mean, he was he got around 30 DK fantasy points. So at 4,100, where I expect he will be playing a lot of these minutes because I think he might be the more mobile defender compared to the two of Robert Covington and uh, Marcus Morris. So I think Lincoln will get his fair share. And man, if he can just do what he's done in those games against LA and OKC, which is just spread the floor, get you a couple assists, a few rebounds. I think you're going to expect another solid performance once again from Nicholas Batum in this matchup against Boston, where it will probably go down to the wire. I mean, that's what we hope as a neutral fans, because at the end of the day, we want some good basketball. Uh, but yeah, at 4,100, I think Nicholas Batum is a solid option. Man, okay, okay. I'm with one, Fritch, man. You went with the other one, man. I, I think yours might be a little bit more mm-hmm. risky going with Batum, but I like it. I like it. It's risky, but I like <laughs> it. This is GPP only. Um, when it comes to stand up at this position, man, I need to go with somebody whose stats might sound familiar to you. If I said 23, 7, and 6, who's the first player that comes to your mind? 23, 7, 6, I'm thinking Pascal. You know, I knew you would say that, but I'm taking somebody who got Pascal number right now from a team we've been <sighs> just being mean to, man, Kyle Kuzma. For eight five. Oh, that's hey, interesting. If this pick. game is competitive. You will need to pick the Pascal Siakam of Washington. In <laughs> I really do feel like he will be 
the best player in Washington. He will give you empty calorie stats, mm-hmm. and he's also going to keep the game competitive because he's the only player on the team who play defense, take shots, <laughs> rebounds, and assists. Um, again, I don't know how many minutes he will get. I don't know how competitive the game will be, but if you're in a GPP, that probably will be the first route I would go if I'm um, spending up at power forward. For my mid-tier option, didn't really like too much in the mid-tier. So I'm just going to give two, I guess you could say, power forwards, flyers, that you can actually use as cheapy. If he does play, he's listed as questionable right now. Jonathan Isaac for 4K will be a great pickup. His rebound rate is probably the highest on the team. I'm not looking at it right now, but if I had to take guess it probably would be him and he also going to give you um stocks um minutes is going to be the number one concern especially with him coming back from injury if you know anything about isaac history (laughs) it's not the most um healthy um that's the best way to put it then for my um other flyer again gpps only i'm actually going to go more risky than batum and i'm going with my that's Clipper, Mr. Morris himself. Ooh. For some odd reason, he's been getting 20 minutes in the rotation. Coaches started to like him, trust him to shoot the ball a little bit. I doubt he's going to hit, um, what was it, five for five for three-pointers when they played um, the Lakers the other night. I doubt he would give you that. So don't, don't think he's going to give you that. But he's in a position that gets 20 minutes against Boston. He has the potential of being one of the only players outside of uh, Embiid who would rebound. And for 3-8, if you could get 20 minutes out of him, have him hit a couple three-pointers, give you about five rebounds, possibly a still or a block, look good at a good little GPP pickup at 3-8. That's all I got for power forward, man. All right. It's interesting how you said Kuzma, but then you're going for Jonathan Isaac to uh, clamp him up. Interesting pick there, bro. Uh, but, yeah, I like Kuzma. The guy's been shooting, what, 20 shots per game? I mean, as long as he keeps on getting those 20 shots, you'll always have one of those uh, chances to go for those 60 DK fantasy point nights. So I can't hate it. I can go a lot. But before we head on to centers, I want to talk about the DFS pass, for, which you can get for $5 per month. This is where you get DFS delivery. You get the Thrive Fantasy Pickums Daily. And also, Discord access. I mean, this is a Discord, but you can talk to me and Kenny. You can get our advice. Of course, Kenny, I don't think there's anyone in the world who knows more EuroLeague and uh, all these other type of leagues that he, uh, than he knows. So I think that's a really fair shot to go for this DFS pass for $5 per month. Great value pick. But on to centers. This is the, this is the grand finale. All right. Kenny, you're going to have to lead us uh, with centers, all right? Oh, man, I'm about to go as chalk as possible. Um, first things first. Jokic against his ex-teammate, his nemesis, the person who was starting over him for a couple years. Man, you got to spend 12-4 for that matchup. <laughs> I'm not saying Jokic is petty or anything, but he always have revenge in his eyes when Norkic is on the floor. I don't know what it is. It's like he just want to get a triple-double whenever he plays. Um. I really do feel like he's going to be the chalkiest center on the slate, but I, I really do feel like it's a 70-point upside if you do pick him up for 
when it comes to Embiid, I understand the logic behind it, but I, 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 I need to go Jokic, man. If I go a little bit cheaper, I know you said Zion, but I'm actually going to go Valanciunas, man. Oh, really we got like the starting double, double spot. <laughs> <laughs> man, we got the starting five and a bitch player, man. Um, <laughs> I really do feel like this is going to be a double-double spot for him if he gets the minutes. If the games stay competitive, I really do think he has an upside to getting you 50 DraftKings points at 6-8 on a six-game slate. If you could get that, you can... You could look pretty good in the GPP, especially if you spend that other center spend up on Jokic, run the double centers. You you might be you might be uh, eating tomorrow after this slate is over. And for my final pick, I'm going back to oh man, I, I think I said this last week when I was on the show with you, man, and I just hated myself when I said it. Um, but I'm going back to Dallas, man. I'm going to pick up Rashawn Holmes, man. I, I hate saying the name, but <laughs> if he gets you 20 minutes against Memphis, again, <laughs> I'm sorry, Memphis. <laughs> I, I, I really, <laughs> I, I really think anybody who gets minutes can actually produce against that team. And his rebound rate is actually pretty good when he does get the minutes. And if you could get to the line, get you a couple putbacks, you might be able to get a long, long shot, almost double-double out of Rashawn Holmes for 3-7 on the six-game slate. You know what's interesting? I didn't really spend too high on this one. I did go for Triple J and James Jackson Jr. against Dallas. I think you're going to need his mobility. I don't think Abismak Biyombo or if Xavier Tillman comes back are going to be the ones to really – try to win you this game because of course there is a possibility where Memphis hate keeps it toe to toe which might be a difficult task to do uh but even though Jaron Jackson Jr. to have these types of nights and the last time he faced Dallas I mean he had one of his best games had about 30 points nine rebounds he got you around 52 DK fancy points and of course as long as the guy stays out of foul trouble I think he will be a huge uh factor into swinging this game towards Memphis side of things uh had a great game against Utah uh did have a solid game against Minnesota, but I'm expecting a Billy's uh, around a 50 DK fantasy point night once again at this 8,000 value. Uh, of course, it is going to be tough, but there is no really, uh, I think I mentioned this before, I don't think they really got a rim protector on Dallas. You know, as great as these defenders, Derek Lively, uh, Matthew Huber can be, they're not really your rim protecting type big. So I think Jaren Jackson will have a lot of chances to will just dominate the post. And as long as he's efficient from 3-2, that'd be amazing. And, of course, mid-tier-wise, I'm going for the high ownership pick here. I'm going for Al Horford at 6'2", 6,200. Uh, is out. I mean, Al Horford, this guy's going to be running on his last six when he's going against Embiid. It was, what, 30 minutes? Uh, you're just going to need him on the court. I mean, the only other options are Luke Kernet and another guy uh, who I will mention, actually. And Al Horford at 6,200 might be the best option because he will be spacing the floor. He has been stepping up in the absence of Przingis. So in this type of matchup where... It is going to be tough to guard and beat, but I think Al Horford will play a huge role in helping the Celtics maybe make the game close down uh, down towards the end. But, you know, we've been talking about going for bold picks. I don't think you're going to be my bold pick today, Kenny. And that's, uh, i got to find this guy's name, Nemes Keita. I think he used to play for the Kings. Yeah, the dude who used to play for the Kings. I know <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about, man. 
Hey, he he played uh, against Atlanta. That one game where he played, he had around seven points, ten rebounds, had around twenty DK fantasy points. I'm thinking in the scenario where Al Hofer possibly does have some trouble, Nemes Kito, Luke Cornette. These guys are gonna get an opportunity, perhaps. I don't think Luke Cornette's gonna be guy, but I think Nemes Kito might get a few minutes where he can get a a bit of a run in and get you around maybe around fifteen, maybe around ten DK fantasy points. Nothing too special. But we, we've been mentioning some big names. I know you mentioned Jokic, Tyrese Maxey, Devin Booker. If you want to spend for those players, you're going to need a player like Nemus Kata to hold it down for the cheap side of things. <laughs> uh, but other than that, those are my picks. Of course, we we mentioned to you guys a whole lot of New Orleans players. I, we mentioned literally a whole five you can run with on 2K. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's going to call it a wrap for tonight because I'm, I'm honestly really excited. I, of course, we don't have an in-season tournament this Friday, but we do got a, a nice matchup of Philly and Boston, and we got Denver and Phoenix, so it will be some good hoops. Uh, but if you guys want to talk to me about my amazing pick of Nemes Queta, you can hit me up at Twitter at 2Nice. That'll be spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. And Kenny, where can they find you? Oh, man. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. And, hey, man, I'm more than happy to have uh, a conversation about the Mountain West All-Star Nemus Quinter. But I'm also able to talk about Euro basketball, NBL, women's college basketball, the return of Angel Reese. I'm always down to talk basketball. That's beautiful. All right, I'm hoping you guys win some great money. Me and Kenny, we always try to do our best, and we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye.